0: virtual race actually be compelling? That is the question that today's guest Dylan Wikes has been asking himself for a while now. Uh, Dylan is uh, one of the all-time best marathoners in Canadian history and also this year earlier took on the job of elite athlete coordinator for Ottawa Race Weekend which is typically happens in May. One of the biggest races in Canada certainly and one of the big gold label races globally uh, on the marathon circuit. The 10K in particular in Ottawa is one heck of a race usually. Uh, Brings in elite runners from around the world. Very fast times. A lot of people run it. It's a really fun event. Of course, it got canceled this year because of COVID-19. But Dylan started asking himself, along with the other organizers in Ottawa, Could we put together something interesting for distance runners in Canada for the 10K? After all, the 10K was supposed to be the National Road 10K Championships. And Dylan thought it would be nice and a good idea to offer that when it was safe. So that race is actually going to happen. It's happening July 1st. Uh, The entry list is pretty impressive. A lot of top-level runners from around Canada are going to be virtually competing against each other. So I spoke with Dylan about how the race came together, what some of the pie in the sky ideas were, and whether or not virtual racing is something that we can get excited about. Dylan Weix, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Michael. So Dylan, this is your first year as the elite athlete coordinator for what would have been Ottawa Race Weekend, one of the gold label, gold label races, a huge marathon, certainly in Canada and, and for around the world. Obviously, that didn't happen in the end of May. And then we're kind of like floating in uh, no man's land for the last few months in terms of what the future held for for racing. And then all of a sudden, I get this uh, uh, press release and murmurings. I think maybe even you sent me an email saying that uh, we're going to do something. We're going to do a a 10K race, the Canadian Championships, and it's going to be virtual. So tell me a little bit about how that came together and what what the plan is for July 1st for this 10 K virtual race
1: for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, I had talked to some of the athletes who are planning to run, uh, you know, the, the 10 K on what was to be Ottawa race weekend and, and Chad, just a few other people in the running community, I think mentioned it to you as well that, you know, it would be nice to still be able to put something together for, for the athletes. Um, and that was really what this is all about, was just trying to give some of our top athletes in, in Canada the opportunity to, uh, to, to race. Um, obviously, it's a very different setting than, than they would be used to for the 10K championships. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's, uh, it's something. So I think it's, it's going to be a, a good day and, and something fun, too, that, uh, that people can get involved in.
0: So the race director for Ottawa Race Weekend was pretty candid at the beginning of the the pandemic, and when when the decision was made to cancel the race, not to try to postpone it to the fall and kind of keep your fingers crossed, but just to can't get ahead of this, cancel it, start thinking about twenty twenty one, and and you know he was he was you know, pretty straightforward in Canada, about saying that, like, if the race doesn't happen in 2021, uh, this race is in danger in the future. So I mean, obviously, there's been a a lot of uh, tough decisions that have had to been made, especially from you folks in Ottawa. Um, How did the actual conversation about putting together a virtual 10k championships come together?
1: Yeah, I mean, hats off to Ian in his in his first year as uh, as race director um, to deal with things that he's had to deal with and and to do it so well is uh, is admirable. But he is super receptive uh, from the get-go. You know, uh, I basically just emailed him and said, "Hey, what would you think about putting this this on? What would that look like?" And we just started brainstorming. Uh, from there, and he said, "Yeah, let's let's uh, let's try and make something happen." Um, you know, and I think for me, ideal world, it would have been like put in the full prize purse that that we had planned for the you know the real race, and try and set it up so that we could have. Uh, you know certified courses across the country in a bunch of different cities that that athletes could go run um, but you know at the at the end of the day uh, the resources just aren't there especially as you say when when we're looking at races that uh, you know they depend on happening every year and when they don't happen every year you, you got to look at the budget and you um, Ian was was good enough to uh, really grateful to him for being able to come up with uh, with some money. We have we have a prize first, which I think is uh, is is rare right now. And (laughs) uh, it's uh, you know, it's not it's not what it would have been for the real race. But I think it's it's great that uh, he was he was receptive to the idea. And uh, yeah, this is this is where we're at. So uh, it's it's
0: it's really good. So for. From first place to fifth place on both the men's and women's side, it's like 500, 400, 300, 200, $100, uh, for, uh, uh, prize purse plus, uh, the Scotiabank charity challenge, which is the kind of big official overarching, cha- uh, charity, uh, challenge that handles all the various, like over a hundred charities, uh, uh, that get plugged in with the race will match, uh, will match the, the the winning amount and the winner of that will be able to decide uh, where which yeah, yeah. charity it goes to. Yeah. That's a cool idea too. Um, Cause I mean, I think one thing that people perhaps haven't considered is with all of these uh, running events being canceled, that also means like like tens or hundreds of millions of dollars of charity money that gets raised every year in this country at all these different races, which is really significant. And, impacting all these charities that kind of count on that um so it's nice in that in a small way that you're you're uh, contributing to kind of helping that out a little bit um so d- describe to me kind of how the parameters for this race so it's a virtual race meaning uh if i sign up to race the canadian 10k championships i have to create my own 10k course so describe to me kind of the rules of the game.
1: Yeah, it's uh so it's it's all going to be done with uh people's GPS and yeah, you have to make your own course uh out and back uh to to try and uh you know, prevent people from starting on the top of a mountain and just running to 10, 10k down uh for instance or or trying to set up a course in, uh, in you know in some way that that gives them an advantage. So we're looking for out and back, and you've got to uh, you've got to have someone on a bike recording. We said five minutes of video. I, I think that was pretty arbitrary, but more or less. Uh, you know, we hope people are honest in the in these attempts, but uh, there there has to be a, a few ways that we're uh, we're trying to make sure people are. Uh, People are doing this uh, honestly and and fairly, and yeah, you've got to uh, submit your GPS data, and um, basically you just submit your results, and they they'll start filing in. You've got. Six hours. I think we put a six hour time window on it. We kind of wanted to keep it uh, somewhat condensed so that it didn't, you know, drag out. But at the same time, uh, we wanted people to participate across the country. So leave them enough time window that it's not, uh, you know, completely inconvenient for for people on the West Coast or the East Coast or, or what have you.
0: And I'm just looking at the start list of a uh, you know top level Canadian athletes, elite athletes. There's uh, it's close to forty, I think. Uh, Thirty six entries so far I'm seeing, um, and some pretty big names. We've got some Olympians. There's Natasha Wodak. I see that Luke Bruchette has signed up. Um, mm-hmm. That's impressive. So. Uh, Rachel Cliff is on there. So that'll be a, like a really good battle between uh, Rachel Cliff and, and uh, Natasha Wodak uh, two of the top distance runners in the country and both like at the top of their game right now. Uh, what's your expectation level in terms of like the competitiveness of this? Is this kind of like you're calling in the favor to these top level athletes and saying kind of like, can you participate in this and give it some juice? Or do you, do you trust that there's going to be some pretty fit people coming into this event?
1: yeah you know what I think there will be uh, some people who are are really fit and really ready to go. I think for elites uh, like runners of you know of all ability levels and all speeds their approach to training in the pandemic has has been uh, you know pretty diverse some people doing more than ever and getting fitter than ever ever and other people have uh have been taking breaks so you know there was there's definitely some athletes that i would have expected or or would have hoped to have run that i reached out to and they're just like you know what dylan uh i just decided <laughs> to, yeah. uh, there was no races on the horizon i'm taking some downtime there's there's no way i'm running a tank and you know yeah. fair enough uh, i would have loved to have had this on the calendar three months ago but yeah. but as it is we own, i only got it out to the athletes. Uh, you know, probably two and a half weeks prior to it actually happening. Maybe it was only two weeks. So, it's it's really going to only be uh, appealing to, to the people that remained in shape. But uh, you know, some, some people have. So it's going to be it's going to be fun to see uh, how things unfold.
0: What's I mean, you've, you you you're a a coach with Mile Marathon you're an elite athlete yourself you're actually the reigning Canadian 10k champion so I'm wondering if you uh I was going to ask you later if you're going to go out and run a run a virtual going to going to run your own course um on July 1st but um maybe that's that's asking too much of the elite coordinator to do that this year but um yeah are you going to race I am not it's funny <laughs> the
1: uh uh annie who's the uh media coordinator for uh run ottawa ha- had written up a, a press release assuming i was i was running i was like oh sorry about that i'm actually uh not gonna run <laughs> so so it was. it's just tough you, you may maybe you're hearing one of my kids in the in the mm, background yeah. right now but uh life uh in a pandemic with a, with a three and a five-year-old hasn't uh hasn't lent itself to training being all that ideal. So uh, I'll, I'll be taking the backseat. I'll be sitting at the computer, uh, looking at the results coming in, uh, answering phone calls as they come in. And that, that'll that be my role on the day.
0: I noticed that um, there was, there have been some athletes, perhaps younger athletes with no family responsibilities in front of them that have like totally killed it during the during the pandemic. And uh, Ben Preisner is one that jumps out. Yeah, I think he did like a two fifteen marathon on his own. Uh, if I'm he not did, yes, Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: that's that's quite the... yeah. It was kind of funny even within uh, with Mounts Marathon. You know, some of the some of the coaches are are also elites. Uh, Luke and and Justin come to mind. And yeah, the kind of chatter be- between coaches was. Uh, that that these these guys were kind of bored and rare, raring to go and tr- training really hard and trying new things in training. So so that's fun to see. But I was at the opposite end of the spectrum, scratching my head, being like, oh, okay, I can't I can't even get my the motivation to lace up my shoes right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a really common thing. It's something I definitely have felt throughout the last few months. Um, and it's amazing how when you don't have a goal at the end of the at the end of a cycle or, you know, a season or just a block, it's really hard to stay focused. It's really hard to motivate yourself to run every day. Um, so uh, I think it's really neat that you, you put this together, even though, as you said, it, it sort of has come, you know, crashing into being in the last couple of weeks. Um, as what, what would be like, I mean, obviously there's some elements of this that didn't come to be for you, but what would it like a dream scenario for you for, as you've put together a virtual race uh, the things that you know you can't have happen. What are the what are some things that, like, if you get to do this again, hopefully you don't next year. But if you have to get do this again in the, in the near future, uh, what are some creative elements that you think are really good to make a virtual race compelling?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think being able to engage, kind of, you know, it's it's a national championship. Being able to engage our best athletes from kind of coast coast to coast would where, be. Would be something that would be a really fun element to it, you know. Have uh, have some support for athletes in helping them set up their courses, helping them certify their courses, kind of from coast to coast. And then, uh, you know, uh, ideal world, I'd love to see from, you know, the first runner in in St. John's go uh, at uh, you know nine nine o'clock local time and post their result, and then kind of have it trickle uh, trickle in across the country and see see how that that goes and i mean even even having video from from each if if we are to get really dream state would be uh would be something that would be fun fun to see yeah like i
0: i think about um the quarantine backyard ultra that happened mm-hmm. around the world i don't know if you followed that in april um but I, it, sorry did you or
1: yeah i did i, I saw a little bits and pieces of that so yeah some, something like that would be super cool
0: yeah it was like basically this grid of, of live zoom feeds of various athletes, uh, competing against each other from all around the world. In that case, that was, uh, like strangely compelling and I found it like totally fascinating. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I hope that, uh, some of these athletes get creative and decide to, you know, for that five minutes that they're, they're, they're compelled to show any way of a video that they may be posted on instagram like they do an instagram live feed or something like that um that'd be pretty neat uh, so that we could sort yeah. of see like the see the different courses around canada and around the world where they're racing
1: totally i would yeah i would love to see uh what athletes come up with. And a few have already, you know, email me about, uh, about the routes they're going to run and stuff like that, making sure that, that, uh, that we're okay with them, but it's going to, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be neat to see how things unfold. Is
0: uh, so from the feedback you're getting from athletes that you've spoken to about the, about their course, uh, is there anybody that's got like a really dreamy course? I don't know. You
1: know what? I'm waiting to see what uh what my former coach, or I guess he's still my current coach, Richard Lee comes up with for uh for his athletes. I know he's someone who's uh, you know, meticulous in his planning of things even when it comes to, to running workouts. So I'll be uh I'll be interested to see what he's got the elevation profile of, of probably every inch of the lower mainland and, and is uh looking for looking for the best setting. So that'll be fun to see. And I guess with, uh, you know, with Rachel, Rachel and Natasha will be a good, uh, little, little battle and they're, they're both from similar areas. So it'll be fun to see what they choose as, uh, as courses and, and how that, uh, factors into to the end result.
0: You're a guy who's been running your entire life since you were a kid on a, comp- on a pretty high competitive level all the way up to the Olympics. Um, virtual racing is something that I think for a lot of us was kind of like gimmicky and weird and kind of not appealing until we're now forced to kind of ha- have to figure out creative ways to, uh, to embrace it. Um, are you somebody who was cynical about virtual racing leading up to this?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think the first month of the pandemic, I looked at some of the stuff rolling out and I was like, how, how would anyone ever think this is like a good idea or motivation <laughs> yeah. to, 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 to train for, but, uh, yeah, but then you kind of settle, like you say, you settle into the reality of, uh, of what things look like and you say, well, what can, what can we do here? That's the, that'll be fun and interesting. And, uh, so the, you know, this is where we are. I never thought I'd be the, you know, the elite coordinator for a, for a virtual race, but, uh, this is us. So let's, let's have some fun with it.
0: Now I'll leave you with uh, this final question, Dylan. Uh, Where do you, where do you see races going in the next few months? I mean, in the fall, in the fall, I, I, you know, New York just got canceled. Berlin got canceled. It's, I highly doubt big races like Chicago and Toronto happen. Um, Just seems unimaginable at this stage. So going into this, I mean, you're kind of the canary in the coal mine here with, uh, with virtual events, especially a, a virtual event with some sort of gravity or weight or importance behind it in terms of Canadian championship. Um, are we able, do you think that you're gonna, we're going to start seeing, you know, virtual, uh, marathons in the fall? I know Boston announced that they are going to kind of host a virtual marathon in the fall. Is that something that's going to become the new normal or do you think we just put the race season on pause until next year?
1: You know what? It's it's hard to say. I I think it's uh, it's a difficult spot for so many race organizations, and um, I'm sure every everyone is is trying to to listen to what uh, you you know the the athletes that run their races are are interested in doing. And I I, th- I think there will be interest in in you know virtual marathons on on a large scale. I don't I don't know how Possible it is on on the elite side of things um, for for a lot of races for it to be realistic. So it's uh, yeah, we're kind of in a tough spot. I I, I hope that uh, I hope the more people grab onto the idea of it and and you know realize that it can be fun and competitive at the same time and and try and find that balance between it and, and make it something that's uh, that's worthwhile.
0: Thanks for listening to the XC Podcast. Uh, As always, you can subscribe at thexc.substack.com to our free regular newsletter. And we also have a slew of podcasts, including this one. Uh, You can subscribe uh, at all your usual channels, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you'll find our podcasts. So just search the XC and they'll pop up. And uh follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the usual. The XC O R G is where you'll find us in those on those platforms. Thanks for listening.